Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. America and happy Tuesday, a busy day all around Washington, D.C. Arguments before the federal appeals court by Donald Trump's legal team asking the court to consider that the president may have had immunity for the actions that he took that day at January 6th when he went to the ellipse to give the speech. Some of the judges sounded skeptical, but you never know. You can never read final outcome from the way judges act in a hearing. We'll see. But that was one of many things. Ray Epps, remember Ray Epps? No, he wasn't an FBI informant. We've pretty much ruled that out now. But he was sentenced to one year probation, was spared from jail by a judge for his actions that day. He got a deal probably unlike some of the other J6 defendants. That certainly will catch some eyebrows. Defense Secretary Austin, we now know why he was missing in AWOL. He was undergoing treatment for prostate cancer, and he suffered some infection, put him in the hospital. Good to have that visibility, albeit almost nine days after the crisis began. Took the Pentagon a long time to get the truth out on that, but it happened, and we now know the full details, and I think that's really important. And then over the last 24 hours, there are two things going on. One is there is a deal for top-line spending for 2024. No, there's not really any real cuts. The House Republicans didn't deliver what they promised to deliver. But while that's going on, there is the second half of that negotiation, which is the border security negotiation. As you know, almost all the border security experts we talk to say H.R. 2, the bill that House Republicans passed right at the beginning of their time in Congress, that's the right solution and everybody should hold out for it. That's the advice that the border security experts hear that from the Border Patrol Union, from Border Patrol agents, from lawmakers on the border, from former heads of the Custom and Border Protection Agency. Well, the one that's being negotiated right now is a much more watered-down Senate version and that has a lot of people wondering whether Mike Johnson will be 0 for 2 in what looked to be an opportunity for Republicans to gain some sort of success on 
the budget negotiations with a weakened President Joe Biden. We'll find out. We'll see what that is. Uh, a couple other little news nuggets. Greg Pence, the brother of former Vice President Mike Pence, stepping out of Congress will not seek re-election in Indiana. That's a news story that no one saw coming today. And then Republicans from Missouri, Florida, Texas are all talking about Maybe we should remove Joe Biden from the 2024 ballot using the same rationale the Democrats have to try to remove Donald Trump. And I think the Supreme Court's going to put an end to all of this, right? But before that happens, we do see that Republicans would like to dish a little bit of dose of the Democrats' own medicine. And that story is getting a lot of attention today. You should keep an eye on that as well. And as you know, we're part of an effort to get the pseudonym emails of Joe Biden ones he had when he was vice president. The Southeastern Legal Foundation, which we worked with on this, they asked a judge today to speed up the archive's work, order him to do it quicker, because at the current pace, the election will be long over before we see any of the really good emails. That's a big point that the Southeastern Legal Foundation made today. All right, we've got a great lineup for you today. It starts with the border, and it's going to end with that scoop we had on January 6th over the Secret Service and so many other important documents we've put out on J6. Let me give you the lineup. It's about as good as it gets. We're going to kick off with Andy Biggs, congressman from Arizona, one of the founding members of the House Freedom Caucus, not happy with Mike Johnson on the spending deal and worried that they might have a similar reaction when the final deal for the border comes out, just like we've been talking about. Andy Biggs is going to kick us off today. In the second block, Mark Morgan, a man who a few weeks ago, came on the show and said, Republicans need to hold out. Don't give in. Hold out for H.R. 2. It fixes the border quicker, faster, and smarter and less expensively than any other option. He also has some heartburn about the fact that right now the negotiations are focused on a much lighter Senate version, one by Senator Lankford of Oklahoma, not one by the House Republicans. That has him worried. We're going to get to the bottom of that. And then in the third block, we're going to talk to Max Miller. He's a former White House aide under President Donald Trump, now a congressman from the great state of Ohio. He reacts to the January 6th documents we put out on Monday. You have the Secret Service records that directly undercut one of the most important or most persistent findings of the January 6th committee, that Donald Trump had a plan and an intent to go to the Capitol that day. <laughs> well, there's one problem with that theory, as we now know. The Secret Service records show there was no plan, no plan, no intent to go to the Capitol. If the Secret Service isn't in on it, the president isn't doing it. And we were able to put that record out there. Well, Max Miller has a lot to say about that. We'll have him in the third block of today's show. All right, folks, that is a pretty good show. I'm really excited about it. Now, before we go to commercial break, I want to shout out my good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition and Field of Greens. As you know, Field of Greens has been a big part of my focus in the last year, year and a half on my health, losing weight, eating healthier, getting my blood sugars, my blood pressure, my cholesterol down. All of that's happened. And a big part of that is because of the Field of Greens supplement that I take. It's a little scoop of powder. I put it in a shake and a tea and a coffee on some food I eat sometimes. It is fantastic. And when I'm done, I feel better because I know I got all five of the required fruit and vegetable servings we're supposed to take today, but none of us ever really do that, right? How many of us really do that? I wasn't for years, but with Field of Greens, I hit that mark every day. It was part of my New Year's resolution 2023, and I'm continuing it into 2024. And because I've seen so much effect from it, from the weight loss and the feeling better and the improved blood work and the lower blood pressure, I want you to have an opportunity to do the same thing because these ingredients into Field of Greens are medically selected by doctors to support all of your key organs, right? The heart, the lungs, the kidneys, the immune system, all the things 
that keep you upright and healthy. So let me get you started. Let me do this for you. Please give it a shot. Just consider it. It's a really great life-changing experience for me. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order from Field of Greens. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Go support them. They've been supporting us for a long time here at Just the News and John Solomon Reports. Let them know you love it. Love them and try their product. You're going to love the product. I'm telling you, it was a life changer for me and I'm forever grateful. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to kick things off with Andy Biggs right after these messages. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash Just News. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. As I mentioned at the top of the show, a lot of concern about the direction of Speaker Johnson's tenure. starting to feel a lot like the McCarthy tenure. Some people think maybe even worse, the proposed spending deal that was announced over the weekend, not hitting its mark with the core of the caucus of the Republican Party. A lot of people concerned about it. Among those, of course, the House Freedom Caucus, which has always been a champion for finally getting some spending cut in this government. Joining us now from the caucus, one of its founders and one of its most important voices, Congressman Andy Biggs from the great state of Arizona. Congressman, welcome back. Happy New Year. John, thank you. It's good to be with you. I hope you had a good Christmas and Happy New Year to you as well. 
Thank you, sir. We did. And boy, the year has started quickly. A lot of news happening. I think a lot of people were hoping that the change in speakership would result in a a change in direction when it comes to the size and spending of government. But it seems like we're going to stay on the Biden-Pelosi course for another year under this Speaker Johnson deal. Walk us through why it got that way and then what you think about the Speaker's leadership on this particular issue. Well, so you're basically getting the same spending levels. Well, that's ostensibly, let me just say ostensibly, the same spending levels as you got when Kevin McCarthy negotiated with Chuck Schumer to give us that horrible debt ceiling uh, deal where, where we no longer have a debt ceiling. So they took that spending package and um, they kind of used that as their baseline, but then they did a series of side deals, which we have not even been told what they are, uh, but we're to- led to believe that they're um, tens and tens of billions of dollars. But when we get to the bottom of it, the actual spending level in this is actually uh, about $100 billion more than they said, than, than they say in their uh, press release. So, so, and, then, and then, John, on top of that, which adds to the, the freak out about this whole thing, is, is they've not bothered to include any of the supplemental package to fund Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, uh, other uh, uh, catastrophes and uh, disaster uh, funding. And that's going to be another $110 billion. And the bottom line is you're going to increase your structural deficit uh, by a net of at least uh, uh, $75 billion over where they say they're telling you you're going to have a $30 billion reduction and you're really going to have about a, a, a 75 to $100 billion uh, increase over that structural deficit, which actually adds to your national debt uh, going forward. Wow. It's just amazing. And, you know, the funny thing is I've had Mike Johnson on the show before we speaker. He talked and walked and really felt like a guy that was a House Freedom Caucus member, really committed to the values of conservatism. But he gets into this job and it seems like the leverage is gone. And is it just a function of the small size of the Republican majority? Or is there something else going on in the dynamic here that takes a, you know, a pretty darn conservative guy historically and turns him into a conciliator on the spending bill? Well, you know, I think there's a whole series of things. First of all, he walked into a mess that he inherited from the previous speaker. Let's just let's be frank about that. The spending, the spending problem uh, is is a direct offshoot of the failure of, of Speaker McCarthy, former Speaker McCarthy, to actually go through the the appropriations promise the way he uh, process the way he promised. And when you don't go through that process. You don't really have, uh, by the time you get to where we are, you don't have time to actually go through the lines and reduce spending. So that's, that's one of the con- contextual things. The second thing is this town wants these massive spending programs where you don't have the ability to go line by line and start throwing uh, a bureaucracy overboard and spending overboard. So they, they quick, quickly put their arms around speaker Johnson and try to cement him in, whether it's bureaucratically or through uh, lobbying or through his staff, et cetera. So it becomes a bit of a problem there. The third thing, I guess, is, um, you know, he may be a reflection of a conference. I mean, uh, and that's sad to say because you have a a truckload of people here who are really concerned and want to do something on spending and the border um, and actually fix some of these problems. 
But then you actually have some people who, who um, they've been maybe they've been appropriators for eons, and and they they're just really comfortable with spending more money than we have. Yeah, I, I was walking into an event today, and the guy came up to me out of the blue and said, "You know what we need?" I'm like, "No, sir. What do we need?" We need a vaccine against the spending virus in Washington. And I laughed and smiled. I thought it was a really great line. I, I said, yeah, we'll have to get that on the, on the NIH's uh, radar. <laughs> it's true. But it's a real problem because, yeah, everyday Americans see it. Part two of this deal is going to deal something very close to your heart, much like spending is, the border. And you see it every day up close and personal. You have been the clarion voice on warning what the border is doing to every state in America. What sort of deal is Speaker Johnson headed towards there? And can we get any real improvement in security with the deal? No, I don't think so. And I, I hate to be such a pessimist, John. You know, you know, I, I take the black pill. A little black cloud follows me everywhere. But here's the deal. They're talking about the Senate package. And the Senate package is being negotiated by people who don't even know what's going on. And, and, I, and I'll use... You know, Republican Board of Senators don't know what's going on down there either. They don't know how to fix it. Um, the, they're talking policy. And you can talk policy all you want, um, but this is a lawless uh, administration, John. And, and, and it, as such, if you don't leverage uh, the spending program, uh, you will not entice and coerce or check, however you want to say it, this administration actually enforce border uh, security and border policies. So you can get HR two. That's great if you get a, a Republican in the White House and the Republican House and Senate next year. But that won't stop. That won't fix it now. And you cannot go for five million more illegal aliens this coming year, uh, which is what we're on target to get. Um, if if you don't leverage this immediately, it really is remarkable when I look at this because it. The opportunity for Republicans were to show, give us a little bit of control. We'll solve two things for you. The spending addiction and the border. And you may head into the 2024 election without either of those really substantially resolved. Obviously, H.R. 2 passed. But what is the danger to the Republican brand heading into 2024 if the House Republicans don't really have anything to hang their hat on on the two biggest things that they focused on in 2022? Uh, yeah, well, that's, that is the problem. And um, the brand will be damaged, but I think it's already damaged. I think it was damaged under the previous because because actually we were headed to the same place under Mr. McCarthy, um, and I think we just didn't, ended up there sooner. To be frank with you, but but I I do believe that um, you, you, the American voter is going to look at it and they're going to they're going to have two choices really. They're going to be able to say, well, do you, want, do you want the Republicans to have control over everything and actually try to deal with the economy and the spending? Um, at least they talk about it, you know what I mean? Um, and the other side doesn't. Or do you want the continuation of inflation and a border that is porous and open and dangerous will change forever, perhaps, um, this nation, uh, culturally and politically? I mean, that becomes the real issues. And those are dividing lines, and it would sure be a lot easier if we passed something on each of these to do something with the border and actually leveraged the spending so we reduced it. So you get, you get a twofer if you actually say, we're, 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 we're going to do this. I've got a bill that I'm going to introduce this week, John, um, and that bill is a way to prevent 
um, a government shutdown except for on the bureaucratic areas. So, so you protect CBP, ICE, and, and the military, except, you know, the uh, air traffic controllers and, and, uh, and TSA. But everything else gets unfunded, you know, except for mandatory, which is Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and the veterans. Everything else gets unfunded, right? And that means that this administration has to decide if they want to fund anything else. And if they do, then they have to bring the border into control. And that's where I think we could actually make some headway if my colleagues would get on board with this notion. Yeah. Yeah. If that's the problem. is There's not unanimity when Democrats are in control, they had a lot more unanimity and they got a lot more done, even though it was for the detriment of the country, I think a lot of people think. But there is this sort of bipolarism to the caucus right now that's just preventing it from getting the, the sort of things done that the American people probably wanted. I want to get to one last piece and then I want to move on to Lloyd Austin because I think there's something important there. But last night, the Border Patrol Union said, tweeted out, that in a private meeting, Mayorkas admitted that 85% of the people illegally entering the country are being allowed to stay in it. That is a stunning number. It seems to contradict some of the earlier representations he's made and others have made to Congress. But basically, crossing the border isn't illegal anymore because you're getting to stay in the country under this administration, even though you're violating the law. How astounding is that number? I guess not to you because you've seen it, but for him to say it privately puts him in a pretty tough spot, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I think it does. And and you know what? It's not a surprising number because those of us who've been watching it, we, we know. I mean, you can literally go down and talk to people along the border. They're from all over the world. And you say, well, wouldn't it have been easier for you to go to Europe? And they'll say, well, yeah, but – and some of them will tell you the U.N. Office of Migration suggested we come to the U.S. But they will all tell you it is so much easier to get into the U.S. and get to where you want to go in the U.S. because our government will help facilitate – transporting you to wherever you want in the country. So that number, think of it. Um, last month, 300,000 people uh, were encountered at the border, more than 300,000 in December. And so what happens is if you start extrapolating that, that's about 255,000 people um, uh, were allowed, excuse me, about 265,000 people were allowed to enter this country and go wherever they want. Then you have another 150,000 gotaways. And so uh, how do you keep that up for, for another year and still maintain that you have some uh, control over your border? I just don't think you can. And that's one of the reasons I have such a huge problem with uh, 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 Secretary Mayorkas continuing in his position. Yeah. Do you feel good about the impeachment proceedings that, that will get out of committee, get to the floor? Well, I, yeah. I mean, originally I was told they were going to do a markup this week, and then I have heard that it's really just a hearing, and then a markup will follow. Um, I, I, I just don't know how anybody can actually defend not impeaching him. Whatever party you're in, this is, this is just absolutely horrendous what he has done. And, and the, I don't know how the country can withstand another uh, essentially 12 months of his what he has done to the, the yeah, it's just remarkable. So I want to turn to one last thing. I don't think ever in my lifetime I would have ever said these words aloud. But the defense secretary went AWOL for a whole week. No one knew and no one noticed until Friday night. How big a deal is Lloyd Austin's behavior? How much personal responsibility does he bear? And what should be the ultimate outcome? What punishment should he face for what he did? Well, uh, first of all, there's a couple of quick points before we even get to that. Number one is uh, isn't it weird that nobody missed 
uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin when he was missing for what a week to ten days or more, you know, and nobody missed him. Nobody noticed he was gone. What does that say to his leadership or failed leadership? The second thing is. He didn't feel like he could call Joe Biden or needed to call Joe Biden. Why is that? Probably because Joe Biden's not really in control of the White House, which proves what I've been saying all along. Biden's out of touch. Uh, He doesn't know where anything's going on. And each of the cabinet officials, cabinet secretaries, are running their own little fiefdom. But the fact that his subordinates didn't know either um, indicates that that maybe – uh, Lloyd Austin uh, was missing in action and needs to probably be removed from that position um, if you had a responsible uh, a leader of the free world, which we don't. It, it is stunning. And, and I think that, you know, he's a guy that ha- knows the value of chain of command because he was a general, came up through the military. So it can't be foreign to him. And it does seem as though he made a personal decision that he just wasn't going to follow the common sense rules of succession. Do you think there's enough will? And I've heard from some Democrats are like, boy, this isn't good. We're, we're not happy with this one. We, we usually give Biden a pass. But there do, even though Joe Biden's trying to give Lloyd Austin a pass, I get a sense that there are some Democrats in the Congress who feel like this is just an abdication of duty that requires some form of punishment. Is there enough will in Congress to send some sort of message on Lloyd Austin? Um. I, I'm, I'm not sure yet. We're just back and just socializing some of these issues, and and it will it will depend largely, I think, on on where the Democrats are. Are they going to defend this? I mean, look, you you have to realize we're we're sitting there. There are hot spots all over the world right now. Um, we have uh, you know military personnel over in the Middle East, which is threatening to to just uncork into a broader war ukraine is threatening to uh, to to you know blow up into a broader general war as a regional war as well so do you forgive this guy for leaving and uh, where you have you know at least a, a certain number of the people closest to him uh, in the chain of command didn't even know he was gone what happens then what what would have happened then? It is to me. It's uh, he. Hopefully, my colleagues will say, "Look, it's it, this guy needs to be uh, removed, and let's get somebody more responsible in there." Yeah, and again, no one is faulting him for having a medical episode. That's fine. It's it's the responsibility of handing control, command and control, which every leader, and it, whether you're a CEO or you know, you have to do that. It's just, it's so stunning, sir. Well, one thing we do know, the Arizona constituents that you represent know they're going to get straight talk from you all the time. And we got a lot of that today. A great honor to have you on as always, sir, on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, John. Take care of yourself. You as well, sir. Thank you so much. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to stay with the border. In the next part of the show, Mark Morgan, former commissioner of the Custom and Border Protection Agency. Up next. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time 
IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000 or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities, helping their local communities, while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org justnews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advice fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's donorstrust.org slash just news. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. Wow, that was a really big interview with Andy Biggs. Think about what he said. He's very concerned that Speaker Johnson will cow to the Senate and choose a much lighter Senate border security plan rather than HR2, the one we've talked about on this show for a long time. Uh, that's still sitting with me. Now, they're History can change, but there is some real concern when Andy Biggs says, hey, it doesn't feel like we're going in that direction. Joining us right now is a man who's been saying for a long time that Republicans had a historic opportunity to impose H.R. 2 through the budget deal. He's the former commissioner of the Customs and Border Protection Agency and one of our good friends, Mark Morgan. Mark, good to have you back on the show. Andy Biggs has a little bit of concern. I think you do, too, right? The Senate version would not really make a big difference, would it? No, it wouldn't. And look, Andy Biggs, I, he's, he's a friend. And I, I, I tell you, John, he's generally on the right side of this. So this this concerns me. Um, you know, if, if Speaker Johnson, if the act of going down the border was more than just a another photo op and dog and pony show, uh, we, we have to hold the line when it comes to H.R. 2. Again, it's, it's the strongest piece of border security legislation that's ever been handled, that's ever been passed. I mean, and it really contains the pathway of the significant policy changes that we need. We don't need more money at the issue. We need significant policy issues, and HR2 does that. And, John, you and I were talking offline. Tom Holman and I participated in, in a call that, that was put together by the Heritage Foundation where Speaker Johnson was on it. And, and there were a couple of thousand people listening. And I specifically asked him about HR2 and his words back to me and everybody listening to were that they had to and they were going to hold the line when it came to HR2. And I really encourage everybody. Last Wednesday, the speaker did an interview on CNN with Jake Tapper. And he went through two things that were very important, John. He actually said why, why that, that throwing more money at it is not going to solve the problem. And he actually went through and said HR2 – that, that we have to make sure that we enact all the key provision because it's not like, quote, choosing an item off a menu. One issue, one provision in HR2 is connected to each other. 
so for him to start backing off of that now, I'm 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 shocked and I'm I'm beyond disappointed. Well, let's see where it goes. There's a lot of give and take. There's a lot of posturing going on. We'll have to see where this ultimately ends in Washington. But there are these really significant differences. And I think the most important difference is the mindset of the House Republican who uh, put together H.R. 2 and, and, and supported it and Senator Lankford and the, the senators, because the difference between the two sides is one doesn't trust Mayorkas because Mayorkas has said for three years the border is closed when it is irrefutably not closed. The other side is actually working with Mayorkas to come up with a strategy. It seems counterintuitive to work with the guy who opened the border up to get the sort of solution. Am I, is, is there something going on I'm missing with the Senate? No, John, you, you, you're absolutely right. I couldn't say it. I mean, we are literally living in, in an alternate universe. Think about this right now. Just, just I, I, Everybody listen. Just, just step back for a second and just close your eyes and picture this. So tomorrow morning, we have one, one chamber of the United States Congress that is going to get ready to institute formal impeachment proceedings against Secretary Mayorkas for his three years of his dereliction of duty. He's abused his authority. He's abdicated his, his oath. He's lied to the American people. He's lied to Congress. He served as a chief architect of the worst border security crisis in our lifetime that's unleashed a tidal wave of death and destruction and vulnerabilities into this nation. That's why he's being impeached tomorrow. Meanwhile, the other chamber, right now being led by Republican Senator Lankford, is actually working with Secretary Mayorkas and asking his opinion on how we can effectively uh, uh, address the crisis. John, it's literally asking, it's equivalent to asking the arsonist to help them with respect to the strategy put out fires. And John, if I can, one last thing. Meanwhile, he's got key people that led key agencies under the Trump administration that led to the most secure border in our lifetime. He's got Tom Holman, former ICE director, Rodney Scott, the former chief of the United States Border Patrol, and me that led Customs and Border Protection. Uh, Senator Lankford has not reached out to any one of us. In fact, Chief Scott, he actually lives in Oklahoma. He's actually a constituent of Senator Lankford, and my sources are telling me that Senator Lankford have rebuffed Chief Scott's uh, repeated attempts to actually have a conversation with him. But yet he'll continue to work with and ask direction and guidance from the arsonist. It is mind boggling. In fact, it's more than mind boggling. It is security uh, concerning because the nation's security and its future um, to enforce the law is really on the line here. This is such high stakes, and it seems as though we're getting a traditional Washington negotiation to a very non-traditional and very severe problem. There's a moment yesterday, and we're looking forward to having the Border Patrol Union executives on, Brandon Judd and others on tonight on the TV show. But last night, they tweeted out that after they met privately with Mayorkas, Mayorkas admitted to the Border Patrol Union that 85% of the people who were illegally entering the country were being allowed to stay in it, meaning there's really no consequence for crossing the border anymore. It sounds a little different than the testimony that Mayorkas has traditionally given, but for that private conversation to occur and for it to be acknowledged, what we all see with our eyes, pretty shocking, isn't it? It is. And, and look, and for the past three years, he's feigned like, gosh, so what, you know, we just don't have a handle on what's causing the, the complete chaos and lawlessness, the, keep bre- the complete breakdown of our, our, of our uh, borders. He blames everybody but himself. He blames Congress. He blames Mexico. He blames climate change, right? 
and, and we know this is an example of what we've been saying for the past three years is that this administration came in and because of their actions, because of their policies, they took the most secure border in our lifetime and they intentionally unsecured it, John. They dismantled the network of tools and authorities and policies we had in place. And one of the most extensive capabilities and tools that we had in place under the Trump administration is we had taken away the greatest incentive, meaning we had ended catch and release. It, it's, it's a logic. If we stop releasing them in the United States, they will stop illegally entering. That will push resources back on the line to do their job. But what what is this administration and Secretary Mayer has done? They fully reinstated catch and release on steroids. They literally have have taken the and removed border patrol's law enforcement and national security mission and replaced it with being a processing enterprise. They've literally turned themselves into a federal travel agency. John, John, you know, there's no one on the the front lines of our borders. There's no one out there securing, protecting, and defending our borders. We've literally handed operational control over the cartels for them to exploit. They actually exploit the illegal flow of illegal immigrants coming across to push drugs, criminals, and national security threats. That's where we're at. And finally, Secretary Mayorkas, uh, what he thought was going to be a secret meeting, actually said the quiet part out loud. It is remarkable that it took that long for him to do it. Meanwhile, the toll is really clear, right? Because the ICE report that came out in December said that 6 million illegal immigrants are now awaiting court proceedings or other adjudication. That doesn't include the gotaways who are on the list and on the radar. That is an almost an unthinkable total. It's going to take us years, even if we get control of the border, to force bad people out of this country, right? Yeah, it, it is. You're absolutely right. But look, I, I keep I, I keep getting asked this question all the time. It's an important question. Is that well, you know, how are we going to do that? Once you know, all the people that are here illegally, like you said, the, the, the Godaways, they're here illegally. Those that have gone through the process and received a court order removal by an immigration judge saying that that their continued stay in the United States is unlawful. You know, how do you how do you actually remove millions of them? Well, this is what we do. One, we don't give up, and we start one at a time. And I mean that we can do this. We, we, we're, it's going to take a whole governor approach. It's going to take a political will, commitment, and courage to really implement the largest lawful deportation effort we've ever seen in United States history. And, John, here's why we have to do it. It's not enough just to physically secure the border. If we don't also address interior enforcement and start removing people that remain here illegally, we're never actually going to have a, a dent in the flow. And the last part of that three-legged stool is we have to change how we, have, we go after the cartels. We physically secure our border. We go after the cartels. And we actually ramp up interior enforcement to remove people that are in the country illegally. That is a success. Yeah, that is it. It's really simple. And it's one of the people, you know, one of the things that you know about deterrence. Once people start getting deported pretty systematically, a lot of other people are like, I don't want to go through that. I'll leave. And it sort of has that bunkering effect of having one removal might result in 10 removals because nine people are going to just get out of Dodge before they're arrested. And history, and John, you're right. History has shown that. Again and again, when that happens, when we actually enforce the law and individuals actually see that people are going to be removed once they uh, get a court order removed and remain here unlawfully, you're, you're going to see exactly what you just stated. That's what's going to happen. History has shown that. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Mark, there's a lot at stake in the next couple of weeks. You've had a chance to be with the speaker and a lot of the key members in Congress. What's the best advice you can give for those that are in, this, in these negotiations right now? They have a chance to alter history. What advice would you give them at this very critical moment? 
John, I agree with you. We, the Republicans have never been in a stronger leverage position than they are right now to actually get meaningful border security legislation across the line. They've got to remain strong. They've got to remain resolved in their political will, strength, and courage. And here's the issue, is change the narrative to the truth. We should be asking, we, we should continue to stay strong on key provisions of H.R. 2. Call it, call it what you want. But they've got to make sure that the key provisions are part of this budget deal. And if not, then they need to put the blame where it belongs, and that's on the Democrats. The, the narrative should be to the Democrats, why would you allow our government to be shut down to keep our borders open? That's the narrative. Yeah, it's so simple. And yet it seems so complex for some of the leaders to get done. It's going to be very interesting to see how they execute. It's very, very important. Mark, it's always great to have you in the show. We get a lot of really clear visibility. This is like one of the most important moments in recent border history. And having your voice out there every day is so essential. You're a truth teller in a sea of disinformation. So great to have you on today. You bet. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, my friend. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Congressman Max Miller, you're going to want to hear how he reacted to our big January 6th scoop right after these messages. Hey, folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. 800-200-4653, gold. Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon, Just the News family. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. 
Welcome back, everybody, from the issues within our Pentagon to the uh, leadership, if that's what you want to call it, as it regards Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and his reign of terror at our southern border. Every day under the Biden-Harris administration, uh, it seems like we're not ever really getting any good news. However, our next guest is part of the House Republicans who continue to be exposing the Democrats' shady reports while simultaneously advancing the America First agenda as we knew it when Trump was in the White House. Ohio Congressman Max Miller joins us now to talk about the latest drama following winter recess. Congressman, welcome back. Happy New Year to you, sir. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you as well. I'm excited to be on and, and, get, and really get into this to tell the American people that not only was I a victim of the January 6th committee by receiving a subpoena, but we're so we're hundreds and if not thousands of people as we're seeing unfolding right now. Yeah. And, and you know, Congressman, it, as more and more information comes out from John Solomon, but also from from members of the Republican caucus on Capitol Hill, it honestly we're getting to that to that equilibrium point where we're we're tipping over on the side that it seems like more that came out from the January 6th uh, committee was false as opposed to more coming out that was true. Am I just crazy or is it really leaning in that direction? It has always been leaning in that direction. You know, I, I said this in my deposition and I said this publicly uh, that many things that I was asked during my deposition and that the January 6th uh, partisan hack committee went ahead and did uh, was completely partisan. And that was that they wanted their version of the truth. They didn't want the actual truth. And that is the biggest thing that I think the American people need to know. And now the real truth is coming out and it's up to people like you and I and the American public to continue to push the true narrative on what happened that day as opposed to the false one. Yeah, it's so important. And, sir, these documents that we saw, the Secret Service has always told the truth to Congress. They have a great record. They have impeccable records. The committee decided to ignore the Secret Service's documented a, a set of events and go with a Cassidy Hutchinson who had so many changes in her story. She needed 12 pages of errata. What is the danger when you ignore really solid evidence and go for somebody who's waffled on so many of her stories? Well, I mean, it just shows you that a two tier justice system not only exists in the Department of Justice, but obviously people are treated differently in Congress. And we've seen how this has been played out. President Trump has been a victim of what I think are, you know, three uh, hoaxes, two big impeachments, and then every piece of litigation that's now hitting them now that they continue to bury them on. But at the end of the day, you know, we will continue to push for the truth. Uh, but Cassidy Hutchinson, I worked with her personally. She was Mark Meadows' secretary. She wanted to work for President Trump had ended. And I don't know if anyone knows that, but I know a lot of my colleagues know that. And John, I know that she knows that. She asked to work for President Trump. And, and I would fact check this, John. Uh, and I don't want to say that this is 100 percent true, but I, I believe that it is. I believe that President Trump was paying her out of the GSA payroll to keep her afloat um, during the time that she flipped uh, and decided to turn her back on the president and lie and work with people like Alyssa Farah. Hmm. Wow. we got to look Congressman, into that. If you you cut out for just a moment. I just want to make sure our audience hears what you said after you said that, that she was working for Mark Meadows, but she wanted to work for President Trump. What, what did you say after that? Oh, yeah. You could talk to any of the colleagues that I worked with in the White House. Cassidy Hutchinson was begging President Trump for a job after the administration. She also asked me to ask him for a job. And the best part about this is she said it to my face and she said it to several others within the administration who were still there up until the last day. So I find this 
really hypocritical on her. And she knows she's lying. She absolutely knows she's lying. Uh, she was manipulated by a whole bunch of people, in my opinion, to flip on her story. And John, that's why she changed her deposition so many times. I mean, this all makes sense. The truth is coming out bit by bit, and we're seeing it as it goes along. Yeah, that's a great point. So I want to talk to uh, talk about another truth. It's the southern border. And if you ever would have told me 30 years ago, the southern border would be horrifically impacting the great state of Ohio. So, oh, that's not possible. It is fentanyl crime, uh, illegal immigrants. Uh, a big moment Wednesday, the beginning of impeachment proceedings against Alejandro Mayorkas. How important is it? And what are the chances of a budget deal to tighten up the border? Well, one of the things I think it's imperative that we impeach Secretary Mayorkas. I've made no bones about it. I voted not to table uh, the motion uh, to impeach him that day, and I hope we get another crack at it. What is going on at our southern border, and I said it as a candidate and I say it as a, leg as a legislator, but Ohio is a border state, and it doesn't matter if we're directly connected right there with the country of Mexico. The fentanyl that is coming in just a few months ago in our district in the 7th we had over 30 overdoses of fentanyl, but just in one month. That is how our people are being affected in here in Ohio 7, not to mention all of these individuals that we don't know that are coming across our border who don't have our values. And those values are American values. This country used to be great, John, because people wanted to come here the right way and assimilate to be an American. These people who are coming in right now, Joe Biden is buying their vote with citizenship and they don't want to be like us. They want to turn this country into something else that it's not what we know. And we need to make sure that we have a secure southern border, not only to protect our country now from terrorists, but to make sure that we have a future. Because Jake Sullivan can say that, you know, Ukraine's borders are, are sovereign. But what about ours? Without borders, you're not a country. And there's enough talk. And it's my hope that Speaker Johnson and I don't know how much Leader McConnell is going to be able to get done. But that supplemental needs border provisions in it. Yeah. Without yeah. question. Absolutely. No doubt about yeah. it. And I, I don't know what it's going to take to reverse all of the damage that's already been done. But, um, Congressman, a few moments ago, you were talking about true narratives. And it seems like with respect to this administration, whether we're talking about uh, January 6th and what they knew from Secret Service or the economy or the border, there are so many narratives we are getting that just don't seem to be true. And another one, there's so there's so much vagueness surrounding this uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin situation. And you know, you served in an administration under a president who ran a pretty tight ship with respect to the Pentagon and national security. You also served as a Marine, so you have experience from that angle as well. Is this as bizarre as it seems to be for the everyday American, or, or is this actually kind of on brand for this administration? Unfortunately, it's on brand, but, but we need to make sure uh, that every American really familiarizes them with themselves of how serious that this actually is. The deputy secretary of defense was out vacationing in Puerto Rico, and then she didn't even know she was running the Department of Defense at the time. How upsetting is that? So who was running the Department of Defense in Secretary Austin's absence? That's a big question that we have to ask for about a three day period as they didn't even let the White House know. I mean, what else is this administration hiding with President Biden, with Kamala Harris and all of these cabinet secretaries that think, they don't have to notify the American people if you run our defense. I have so many questions that need to be answered, and I know other legislators do as well. And make no mistake, we will get to the bottom of this. And if it was, you know, I, I hope Secretary Austin is, is doing OK. But at the end of the day, 
look, they need to answer. This is absolutely insane. Could you imagine under President Trump if, you know, the secretary of defense all of a sudden didn't tell anyone that he was in charge and then the DEPSEC didn't know? I mean, the media would go to town on us. And once again, they continue to give this guy and the Biden administration a pass on every single mess up and screw up that they do. Yeah, it is frustrating. The media are complicit in so much of the mistruths and hidden truths in this town. Congressman, we got about a minute left. I just want to turn to another subject that you are an absolute clarion voice on, fighting anti-Semitism from the college campuses all the way into the U.N. and everywhere in between. It seems like the victories are starting to roll up, that maybe for the first time Americans say, hey, we're not going to tolerate this any longer. How important is it that two of those three uh, college uh, presidents have resigned? It's incredibly important, but make no mistake, our work isn't done. And we right. will continue not only to eradicate anti-Semitism, but all forms of hate, period. But what we have seen is that liberal colleges and universities have finally exposed themselves for what we knew that they were for decades. Yep. And that is institutions that are liberal indoctrination, little hubs that turn our children into progressive left losers. And that's exactly what has happened with our country. They have been indoctrinated. At what point, John, could you imagine that you want to support a terrorist organization like Hamas? Yeah. There is right and yeah. there is wrong, and they will be eradicated. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. A big thank you to Congressman Andy Biggs and Max Miller. A lot of news in those two interviews, weren't there? Probably just really newsy stuff, as well as... A great conversation with our good friend Mark Morgan, always making news on that front. And of course, if you want to take advantage of that New Year's offer from my good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens, the powder supplement that gives you five full helpings of fruit and vegetables in one little scoop of powder, put it in your shake, put it in your drink, put it in your tea, put it over your salad. All you got to do to get started, it's real simple. Go to fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. 15% off your first order. Well, once you get started, you won't want to stop. It's a great health changer for me, and it could be for you. All right, that wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Until then, God bless you. Have a great evening, and thank you for listening to all of the great podcasts that we have at justthenews.com. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, 
Thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews.